Hi, this is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. We're glad to be back with all of you. I'm with my good friend, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. How are you? I'm good. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing great. You survived the move. You're now in just outside Yosemite and making the best of it, right? I am. It's gorgeous. It was two weeks of, you know, I, I mean... I think I told you before, we unpacked so much of our, left so much of our stuff, sold so much of our stuff. Right, right. Um, you know, and and I will just tell everybody, if you ever think you're going to make money off of anything you sell, <laughs> you've already owned, forget it. You will never get rich. It's not the way to go, right? <laughs> it is not the way to go. I put $100 on it. People walk up, will you take 10? Sure. Give me 10 bucks. Get out. <laughs> and take it with you. And take it with you. I hear you. Here's a party. <laughs> well, so actually, take this rake. I don't need it. that's become one of the biggest problems for a lot of people that are older, that they have this cherished stuff they've had forever and their kids don't want it. And they're like, how can At you all. not want this? <laughs> but they don't. So it's not like, no, it's no. not like the days of the depression where you're like, I'll take whatever I can get. Are you kidding? I'm grateful. But that's smart that's to true. offload it, offload it, move on. Right. Yep, Speaking yep, of that, yep. we're going to start talking today about holidays. Because they're upon us. And of course, it's, you yes. would think this would be a shrink's best time of the year, but it's crazy because families Ugh. get together and things happen, right? And it's interesting. I'm working with a couple right now that I think probably would be better off divorced. They will <laughs> not forgive each other for things in their past. And they have great kids. And the kids obviously will always want their parents to be together. That's what kids want. Why would they not want that? <laughs> but <laughs> that doesn't mean it's best for them. And it certainly doesn't mean it's best for the couple. If they can't forgive, right? So, right. As we were talking that through, of course, I said, I, this is not the time. I mean, do not do it now, like over the holidays, because then every holiday, people that are really deep and think about the holidays are traumatized by every year as a reminder. So, like if someone right. dies, right, during the holidays, then you have a blue Christmas because you're thinking about that loss of that happening. Right, right. So I always remind people, you didn't get here overnight, so don't end it overnight. Just move through the holidays, make it an innocuous kind of time to end your relationship if you're going to do that. I also mm-hmm. think, Kat, it's probably smart for people not to do it like I would practice the essence of spirituality during the holidays, like gratitude and kindness and forgiveness. Like if things mm-hmm. are not right, let them not be right because of the other person, not because you're holding on to something. And be aware of your role in preventing things from being like festive and inviting and positive. What can I do to add to rather than detract from uh, the holidays, the season? It's always fascinating to me, like the first people to say, what can I bring to the dinner versus those that never think to even ask, right? Or the people that leave and our first to write, this wonderful woman wrote this great little note. We had just dropped in on them, uh, uninvited, had a great conversation. She sends a note, just a lovely note saying, thank you for stopping in. We loved seeing you. Please call us when you want to get together for a night out. It was such a gracious, <laughs> kind, and I've not forgotten. It's been like a month. And we've been gone, of course, traveling with Morocco and France and Portugal and Southern California. But I've not forgotten it. And when we get a chance, we'll do that, Right. Just the small things, like the it doesn't small, take long to write four lines, and and no. you know that piece of it is so it's so powerful. Especially like if I got something like yes, instead of going on the internet and jumping onto something else, writing the note or taking the time to make a phone call, it does powerfully remind people of intimacy and connection. 
And uh, I always thought about that, The Educated Heart, one of my favorite articles I ever read that talked about this person that was traveling to, I believe it was South America. And as they departed, the person put into the palm of their hands currency of the country they were traveling to. And I thought, what a gracious way of saying goodbye and safe travels and have a wonderful time. Here's something that you'll need when you get there. So it's something for us to think about at the holidays. How can we be gracious and inviting? And how can we be aware? So I have a great story to share with you. (laughs) I'm counseling um, this couple. And I have on this Raiders shirt, like uh, jersey, that I was given when I was flown to a Raiders game as a, you know, as a guest and given this wonderful jersey. I know nothing about who the person is, but it's a jersey and it's fun to wear. And I like the Raiders. So I'm wearing this probably the second time I've ever worn it. And at the end of our talk, now we were together for two hours. At the end of the two hours, Mm -hmm. the guy who's an athlete says, do you know anything about the guy whose jersey you're wearing? I said, no, I have no idea. I don't even know. I think it's number 11. That's all I know about it. He goes, well, just so you know, he was the one that was like worth millions of dollars, one of the highest recruited football stars. He's about 20. He was driving 157 miles an hour drunk and killed a girl and her dog. Oh. I said. I heard about that. Excuse me. (laughs) He says, I just thought you might want to know that's what you're wearing. That's the jersey you're wearing. (laughs) And, and honestly, Kat, I was stunned. I mean, I, Ugh. I don't have any judgment. I just know that I was unaware that that's what I was broadcasting. Yes. Right. So of yes. course with yes. my like yellow luck, I'm literally flying when we're done to the airport to fly home. So that's all I have. Everything else is dirty and <laughs> packed. So I'm wearing this Jersey and trying to cover it up with a snow packed like <laughs> coat. <laughs> but I'm, I was thinking very quickly, I thought to myself, oh, so that's what it's like for people I'm counseling. They're wearing this jersey of their resentment, their bitterness, their lack of forgiveness. They're wearing this so blatantly, I can't see anything but that. That's all I'm looking at. And they are oblivious. They have no clue how damaging it is to their relationships. None. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, that must be what it's like. Because as a therapist, I am so aware of things that are damaging their lives, very aware. And they, on the other hand, can't see it. Like they're oblivious, like I was. I didn't realize that's who I was wearing. I get it, right? So I I would like people to start thinking about, like, what do you think people see you wearing when you're there for the holidays? And it reminds me of this gal I saw one time in Southern California. I was out at the pool, and it was like over a weekend. And she was uh, maybe 50 and there was a young boy, probably in his uh, 17 years old, 16, something like that. And she, he was in the pool. She was sitting on the side of the pool and just talking with him. Like I heard her conversation mm-hmm. about his schooling and about his life and when he's thinking and he's dating any girls. And I was so in, just enmeshed in hearing this conversation of this kind aunt asking about this boy's life. And it left an impression on me that how many other people spend that time really wanting to know somebody. And so at the holidays, you might want to think about what do you really want to know about people you're going to go see? What are the questions you'd like to ask that would enhance the relationship by you asking instead of making it all about you? Like so-and-so didn't do this. So-and-so didn't appreciate this. So-and-so didn't say anything about this. So-and-so didn't bring this. That's what I'd like you to think about. 
as um, the holidays approach. How can I be a positive versus negative influence over the holidays? Oh, that's really good. I, I think it's like when you hear about it, of course, all the biggest jokes are about, you know, I mean, it's all great the first 10 minutes and then, you know, things start going downhill right. after, you know, 10 minutes after they walk in the door and it's like, okay, now we're in it. Um, but funny how people try to, you know, I do think that there's, I don't know if it's an overused word, but I hear it a lot. The triggers that happen with people when you're with, you know, when you're with family. Right. There are lots of triggers, right? The problem is yeah. we can't let those triggers own us. Like that's their issue, not mine. I was talking to a young man recently and he was marrying into a family and there's one of the brothers that is kind of difficult and he kind of, uh, you know, sets him up, tries to create tension. And he said, I just don't react. I don't make it my issue. It's not my issue. It's his issue. Why am I going to react to it and make it my issue? And I thought, what a smart 28 year old man. Like that was a great insight Mm -hmm. that he was able to say, if I don't bite on, it doesn't become my problem. And I think a lot of us would do well to discipline ourselves with those triggers over the holidays. Just don't bite on the things that you, you might ordinarily do, or you think you need to make it right. You don't have to make it right. It's not important. But honestly, Kat, we all have triggers, right? And then we kind of make them okay. Like I deserve because they're, you, you've done this to me, so I deserve the trigger and that's your problem, not mine. Instead of saying, mm-hmm. why don't I own the fact that I let that trigger happen? Why can't I discipline myself enough to say, I don't need to allow that trigger to trigger me. I don't have to do that. It's the best thing you could ever do to back away, not allow that to own you, right? And you'll be proud of yourself, by the way. When you leave the festivities and you've not let the trigger own you, Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Like, don't let that own you in that moment. That's the most important thing to remember during the holiday season. Make it a festive, okay. fun, engaging, uh, you know, experience for everybody. Yeah. When somebody can't do that, Taylor, okay. So say I'm looking at it and going, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to count to five. Yep. I'm going to take a breath because you were teaching us a couple of weeks ago on a podcast about how to look at your emotions and that, you know, you kind of watch them, right? Like you can watch, you right. can step aside and right. watch them and uh-huh. say, um, objectively. all right, I'm objectively, I don't need to act on it. I'm just feeling this. This isn't true. You know, it's not right. what's happening. It's just what's happening inside of me. Right. 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 That's exactly. Right. So, so what if I do that and what if I'm learning how to do that and why do people why do people get stuck and what is their need in that moment when they need to bring that angst or that baggage or that anger? What's going on? I mean, as you look at people and you do counseling, what is going on with that person actually? Are they powerless in that in that environment or what is it? Yeah, they, they are definitely acting powerless. And we're going to get into that in one of our next um, podcasts, The Anger Cycle. Again, okay. how that yes. plays out because it does play out in people's lives. But I will tell you, I have come to realize that for blues, it is not being right. It is being understood. And if they don't feel understood, then they almost have to react as a way of getting understood. They're thinking maybe if I say it again differently or whatever, it'll make me be understood, which it doesn't, which frustrates them even more, right? For other colors. Okay, hold on. So role play with me. Role play with me. Okay. Okay. For a second. Okay. Here we go. So we're standing um, and I'm mashing the potatoes and you're uh, basting the turkey because you're really good at that. Okay. So, so, you know, I'm upset with my mother, let's say. All right. And you're my sibling. Okay. And I'm just go, it happens every time. There she goes again, putting me down, talking about my children. 
you know, do you respond? You know how great your kids are. You know, right? <laughs> like you do know, right? So does it really yes. ma- matter what mom thinks? Honestly, like, you know. But why does she have to do that? That's her issue, not your issue. Why are you making it your issue? She is who she is. You can't fix her and change her. You can't do that to anybody but yourself. The question I have is why would you let somebody who's so needy and desperate and so dysfunctional own you? Why does that happen? Focus on what you need to do to enjoy the holidays. And by the way, I have to tell you, your kids are amazing. And so are you. Oh, come here. Give me a hug. Well, I mean, I, I want to, conf- <laughs> I mean, I really do want to affirm your goodness. I think you're terrific. And yes. you are right. What you role played is exactly what many women will feel over yes. the holidays. And they will be critiqued. There are definitely people that will say things that they shouldn't say, right? But yes. you don't have to bite onto that. I've always felt, by the way, like when someone uh, copies me, that's a huge compliment. Why am I upset about it? Like, I'm not competing with them. Obviously, they're copying me. What's the problem? But if I'm immature, I'm like, well, they shouldn't be doing that. They, that's not acceptable. I don't want them to copy me. It's my immaturity that triggers me, not their behavior. It's my immaturity about the behavior that triggers me. So if you can be a wow. peace, peacemaker, please be one. And that's one of the great white gifts we have. It doesn't really matter to them. Like, let it go. I, we could all do well to bite into that and to say, you know what? You're right. That's not mine to bite. Why am I, why am I biting on it? Why am I making it part of me? That's really important. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And you know, Kat, I, I've said it a thousand times, but it's hard for people to believe me that when people are like the, the guys in the bar fights that get into them, if people only knew how stupid they feel after they're done, and mm-hmm. when they start to get better and they don't get off the chair, they don't get into the fight, they always like themselves more. Always. And they tell me that. Why is it any different than someone at a turkey dinner that doesn't get off the chair and go after the bite, doesn't go after the trigger, doesn't? It's the same thing. I'm glad I didn't go there. Now, if you need a release, you need to talk about it, and you have a spouse or a friend after the fact, great. Go debrief with them about what happened. Let them help you see it in perspective and maybe support you Mm -hmm. in in helping you understand that you're not as bad as you're drawn out to be. But in the moment, don't bite on. Don't go there. You said something really good. You said that. um, That's refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) I like to catch them when they come because they are so rare. Um, (laughs) Don't miss them. um, Don't miss them. They might not come around. That's right. You said that, that as we're looking at our colors, like blues need to be understood. They don't need to be right. So you just hit on something that's so, I think, uh, in a dynamic where if somebody says something like, oh, that person, blah, 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 A, B, or C, or I'm upset with that person, instead of that building to, you know, you're right. She is such a bitch, right? Yep. Um, Which makes actually the blue feel worse is what you're telling me. Yes. Instead of what you said is, hey, yeah, you know what? I know sometimes I feel that way, but you're great and your kids are great. Yep. There's a, a very, very specific distinction between jumping in, you know, and, piling you know, on. kind of connecting on, on and piling on. And I understand, I, I hear you and I understand you. Right. And yes, that's tough. Right. Right. That's and, really and, critical. And, and also, Kat, if I'm working with a blue, one of the best things I can say to them is what, what is it I don't understand? What is it? I don't understand. Because quickly, what I typically do is, no, what you don't get is I do this for you. I did this for you. I'm going to point out to them 
why their criticism is unwarranted. But if I just stop for a minute and say, what is it you really want me to understand? What am I missing? And not with a judgment of how dare you think I'm missing something. Just, I really want to know. You'll get a lot more honesty and tenderness than if you attack the critical. Oh, that's such a good question. What is it that you need me to understand? Help me understand that, right? Honestly, my experience has been that blues are very good when they get a chance to explain and be understood. They're very good. And I'm not saying you have to even agree with them. Just, okay, I, I did not see that. I did not get that. And you want to say, well, the way you're treating me is not going to get you that, just so you know that. That's what you want to say. But, okay, a better approach would be like, what is it I'm missing? I want to know what I'm missing. And then you can say, so if I did this, would that help? If I did this, would that be a better approach? Those kinds of things. The thing I've always hoped our listeners would understand is that you can hold people accountable if you'll ask them, why are they saying that? What are they looking for? What do they want? Because once they tell you, then you could say, well, okay, that makes sense. I can do that. Or really? Like you expect that from me? Is that really realistic? You know, or whatever it might be, right? I mean, I've had people oh. that, are, that are blue and angry about things that are not fair. But when they explain to you what they think is unfair, you're like, well, really? That's your bias. Doesn't mean it's true, but it's your bias. So, all right, is that really my issue or your issue? On the other hand, if I just kind of react to them immediately, trying to put them down, tell them they're wrong, they're overreacting, it doesn't work ever, right? Well, it's going to come up bigger later, right? I mean, you might, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's going to come up bigger later. Yeah, it's like a fire. If you tamp it down in the minute, it's not really going to go away. It's going to come back, right? But everybody, like whites just, they honestly don't want conflict. That's what they don't want. They can't stand conflict. Mm -hmm. So that's where you're looking for with a white is how can you make this thing a pleasant experience for them? Mm -hmm. And for a yellow, they really do want to enjoy the moment. Like it's very hard for me when someone steals the moment that we're having by getting into something negative or unnecessary or, well, now next year, what are we going to do about it? I'm like, what could we just be here right now and enjoy this? And reds, reds do like to be right. Like I will be honest with you. They're, they kind of like people to acknowledge that that would have been a better mm-hmm. idea. That would have worked better. I agree with that. Once you say that, though, it's over. I mean, you don't have to go on and on and on. But if you're going to prove them wrong, just be prepared for 20 minutes. If that's what you want to do, that's, that's okay. I mean, if I was with a red at the holidays, one of the first things I would do is rather than make it my job to prove them wrong, is I would learn how to hold them accountable and debate. That's just a fun, engaging counteraction that's very upbeat and positive versus trying to make them wrong. And who gains from that? So it's again, we're, we're back to motive, back to motive. <laughs> yeah, so, so good. Well, and not to, you know, uh, pile on in terms of blue, but I do think that stylized uh, version of what, is in our brain from probably when we're very small because of Christmas yes. specials and right. and how it was marketed. What right. Christmas, you know what it what it's le- like to be to together be. as a family. Right. Is that unrealistic expectation that you know it is it doesn't just happen. You have to put effort into making that connection happen because that's what all that is about is connection. That's right. Such a great everything point. we see in marketing is connection. Here's how you connect. Well, like, yes, let, let me just share with you. I mean, I, I'm married to Mrs. 
clause. So clearly it's the way it is. <laughs> it's just, honestly, it's, it's like magic is what it is. But, but the truth is she puts hours into looking at things online, buying things, putting things together. It's just painting, repainting things the same, the color they need to be. It's, it's just, it's a masterpiece, right? Now, mm-hmm. if she has the expectation that everyone's going to appreciate what she does at the level she does it, she's set up for life. It will never work. does not happen. There may be one or two people that have that same capacity, but the most, mm-hmm. most of us don't, right? So the smartest thing she can ever do is I do it because I love to do it. That's at the end of the day, whatever comes from it that's positive, I'm thrilled about, but I love that piece, right? I personally am the recipient of that effort that she puts out. I would not do it, by the way. I would not put the energy, the time, the money into making it happen like that. I just enjoy that it's happening. So her job then is to not make it about her after she's made all this effort. And my job is not to make it about me. Like I should notice things that are done. I should comment on things that look amazing. I should say something as opposed to just take it for granted. We all have different roles to play, right? To make it festive. But I love what you said. At the end of the day, it's about the ability to connect. And I want our listeners to think, what can I do? Who can I connect with differently this year than I ever have before? Like even honestly, because my wife, I know how she is. Someone coming to dinner at our place could write the letter today of, I can't even tell you how excited I am. I just know what my experience is going to be when I get there because of how you are. They could do that today because mm-hmm. they already know mm-hmm. it, right? True, So, so True. It's, it's just, you can think of somebody that's coming to dinner that probably is going to feel a little awkward because they're bringing someone that's, un, you know, uh, uncomfortable or whatever. I mean, just anything you could do to make them feel welcome and enjoyed and liked, being inclusive, that's what I hope people will start thinking about. And if at the dinner something comes up that you could easily bite on and make the person look foolish or challenge them, just please do me a favor. Just your Thanksgiving gift to me is just bite your lip. Just chew some more turkey. Do something other than responding. And I think when you walk away that day, you'll feel bigger and better about yourself. You will. Oh, you know, and that's, that's pretty simple. There's two really clear, simple things. Now, simple in theory, maybe right. harder in practice. Absolutely. But, um, it is. You know, like biting your tongue when yes. something, you know, you don't. You know, really, everybody doesn't need to know what you feel right. about everything. Right. That's a good point. That's a right. really good point. I do hope we'll take that spirit this holiday season and not make it yes. about us. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's the beauty yes. of the season, right? So, Amen. And, and to speak to that, so we also, by the way, we have three promos that are going on. You can go to our store at taylorhartman.com. Yep. And coaches now cost 135 for a session, 45 minutes, and you can get a 20% off for $108. And you can give the Hartman personality profile for 20% off at $39.95 instead of the regular $49.95. And you can get the code cards for 10% off at $13.45 instead of $14.95. All you have to do is go to the taylorhartman.com store and purchase those and you'll be happy because they'll all make your life better. I can't (laughs) tell you how pleased I am for the things that people are learning from our podcast and from the work that I've been trying to do for these many years. It, it just, our listeners may not know how much I appreciate them letting me know and letting you know, mm-hmm. Kat, how it influences mm-hmm. yes. their life. 
it really is appreciated. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of a fun Christmas Great. special, Thanksgiving special, whatever. Black and, Friday. And for those of you <laughs> that have already started listening to Christmas music, please don't stop. Right, just keep doing <laughs> what you're enjoying doing, and the, the, and those of you and I have one client I'm thinking of in particular who I just love this guy. He's so blue and he cannot stand the holidays, and he's like oh. he's a curmudgeon. And I said I don't get it. He goes, <laughs> well, it's just like, are you kidding? There's people dying in Africa. What are we doing? How can we be celebrating? He's so sincere. Maybe for those of you that just can't get into the festivities, at least you could work on not negating it for others. Um, allowing yes. them to enjoy being together, being around family and friends. Those of us who have lost someone, we know yes. how special it is to be together, how wonderful yes. it is. And to those of you that have lost somebody, I, I will tell you something right now. Nobody can truly appreciate the loneliness you're going to feel for moments throughout the holidays. Nobody. And yet I hope you'll know that we are sorry for your loss. Like we do know yeah. there are people that are suffering at this time because of things that have happened, right? Yep. It's kind of a very interesting kind of time of year because it's so wonderful and so painful depending on where you're at and how you're at it. Just do our best. Mm-hmm. Let's do our best to make it right for everyone we can, right? And God bless everyone, even Tiny Tim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that works? Okay. So yes. <laughs> we got to quit. That's our holiday message to everyone. We all love you all so much. And thank you for your feedback. We hope the holidays are special. Kat, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Congratulations on your new home. And we'll talk to thank you all you. next week. Bye now. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.